0: Hi, I'm Stephen, this is Mick, and today we're going to be talking about dating apps. Before we begin though, we just want to say that this is only a discussion. There are no right or wrong answers. These are just our thoughts and opinions which can and will change. Neither of us are experts on anything. We are just two dudes talking. Dating apps today, Mick. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to split it into two parts first part which is what we're doing today is we'll just talk about okay what's the current landscape what's it like and then next week we're actually once we've discussed that we're actually gonna come up with okay if we were to design and build a dating app how would we go about it so i guess the first thing first point of order then is what are our histories with dating apps and yours is very simple and easy zero yes <laughs> which is a good thing you're lucky you're a lucky man <laughs> But yeah, that's that's actually very good because that'll help us. Maybe while you're learning about it, you know, it'll be fresh. You'll be asking me questions that hopefully the audience will get a good uh, take on it then as well. My history is a little bit different, as you would have picked up from that. I have been using them for a couple of years now. It hasn't been hasn't been like three long, maybe two or three years, and I have a bit of a experience with a few different types as well, a few different apps. So hopefully that'll give me a bit of a bit of information to bring to the table and and we can talk about that as we begin i want to start from like a technical side of okay how do these apps function what do they provide what services how do they work type thing so there's two main groups that we'll we'll cover and there's your i'm not sure exactly how they how they qualify these but like a carousel or a swipe type so if you think of tinder where it's like it presents you with a picture and then you go right or left yes or no like dislike and then there's more of a like a social media type approach where it's like you set up a full profile you can go in view other people's profiles send them messages directly and communicate with them like that think of it like how linkedin is uh, focused for businesses but you've got like your profile facebook where that's for like people you knew in high school like it's a specialized social media account okay so that's just at the start that's a quick background i'm going to turn it over to you actually now so usually i'm the one who drives this but we're going to let you do it this time and you'll be asking me questions so mick take it on from here
1: sounds good hopefully we won't crash um <clears throat> i'll also say that i don't actually use really or haven't had a huge amount of experience using social media apps as well so even the concept of um socializing through um uh online uh social platforms is is fairly new to me although i do have a technical background and i guess maybe i'll pull that back the time in which i did use uh what would may be considered as a social media platform was all the way back in like irc, IRC chat rooms or in icq and uh, i yeah i think it was icq and all the rest of it so from that point forward i sort of um understood what they roughly were at that time and then haven't really had Facebook or Twitter or those kind of platforms as well. So the concept of socializing through any online thing is going to be very new for me. So it seems like you broke them into two groups, which I think is good. Um, I'm going to start with maybe the first one, which is all about the, well, the second one, which you presented, which I see is the first one, which is more detailed. And then we can go to, maybe um, the swiping left and right uh, approach with images. Um, So when you, I guess, and I'm going to try and lead on your experience to be able to walk through it because I like, as you probably have noticed, I like examples and that's my way to sort of navigate uh, topics. So what was the first profiling one, I guess? I'm going to call it profiling and and pictures just for simple terms for myself. So what was the first sort of, profiling app that you actually or or website that you actually used and how did you first go around strategizing what you put on there or did did you just put on filling what you felt or yeah i guess how did you fill your profile out yeah i'll
0: give maybe a little bit more background that, that will help this this talk that similar to you i don't really use too much social media either i'm not just not that big into it though i do again have a technical background so when i interact with these applications i predominantly or first off see it from a technical perspective how is it working you know how is it functioning what's going on in the background like what can i do with it which is probably not the best way to <laughs> interact with these things but anyway back to your question so the profiling type one the more of a social media platform type one uh e Which is a big one that they—I don't know how big it is around the world. I think it's an American-based one, but we definitely see it. We get commercials on TV here. I don't know. We don't really watch menu, but don't really watch too much TV these days. But I know that when I do, you know, sometimes I I see them so heavily promoted.
1: What was your so question? So I guess um, yeah. So eHarmony, I think from my memory that was would have been before. Tinder, or I remember um, being uh, un, uh, hearing about uh, eHarmony before Tinder, probably similar to you maybe on commercial TV back a long time ago, I think. I don't know how long it's been around, but my guess is it's probably at least 10 years uh, when I, uh, ago that I first heard of that. So I guess when you... Okay, so this is... Maybe maybe how about this? I'll step through the process and then we
0: can you can jump off from there if you have questions because that's probably...
1: Yeah. So I was going to ask like, so, okay, so you come to eHarmony. That was the first profiling one. How did you go about filling out your profile? So what questions did they ask and how did you fill it in? Was it something you could fill in on the spot? Did you have to come back and revisit that? Um, Yeah. yeah. So
0: this one, it actually starts off with a survey. It asks you questions because what it's doing in the back end is it's trying to match people together. Like give a certain rating like it'll actually tell you on there once you've got it all set up okay we've given like you with this other person a certain rating this is the likelihood that it's going to work out or yeah this is based off of all the other information i don't know what they use if they do it uh, if they manually have like um scientists or relationship people in the background who come up with how it uh, how they interact or if they use like machine learning which is how i would do it to say like people with these common traits would match together well So the first thing you do is a survey, which is about you. It gives you certain questions, like how would you react in this situation? They're all multiple choice questions. Some interesting ones in there where it's like, okay, here's a picture. How do you feel about this, good or bad? And it's like some abstracting, like a blot, ink blot test. Think of it like that. So I don't know. It's assessing something psychologically based on like how you react to those and trying to match people with you.
1: Wow, that's very interesting. I never even thought about that. So my first Perception was oh, okay, and I need to fill out my name and my age, and maybe a few things I liked or whatever. So it's much more, uh, it seems like it's much more rigorous than that. So, um, can I ask, did you, you had to fill out those standard demographic questions, your age, um, your name, and all the rest of it, uh, location as well? I'm assuming um, was, was part of that. Yeah. So
0: once you finish that survey, that's when you get to, okay, fill out your
1: profile. Okay, so the survey comes first. I'm pretty sure it did, yeah. Yeah, okay. And that survey is like a almost like a, it seems like an aptitude in some respect. Like they're gauging a personality and aptitude test. They're gauging who you are and your level of, yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, and I guess everyone gets the same test or survey. Actually, have you tested that with different, yeah uh, that's a good question have you tested that i wonder if like a male gets the same survey as a female
0: i don't know about that i haven't had that much luck to
1: (laughs) question someone that deeply about it
0: i think they are the same test though and it does give you it is actually just the personality test because at the end of it they do give you a pdf which has okay these are the personality traits these are your level in each one of those traits so it is and, and it's pretty cool because you can sign up for free and even if you never want to use this site, I mean, I don't suggest to do this because it would just add a whole bunch of uh, people to the site who aren't actually going to use it, but it gives you, it is pretty much just a free personality test because it will give you that,
1: that print at the end. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, and that was my next question is like, it, it, so the results were actually valuable for you. So did you find something out about yourself by, so did, by doing that survey the first time, was there anything that stood out to you that was uh, that you hadn't thought about yourself beforehand, or was it like, oh yeah, that, that aligns with the way that I perceive myself? I think there were
0: a few. I can't recall. It's been a while now. It's probably been a year or two since I did it. But there were some things, some personality traits that stood out that I'm like, okay, if they were to ask me how I felt about it, I wouldn't have given that answer. So it was interesting from that respect. Even you know, even though I think. I know myself pretty well, there were still some things that other people thought, actually, you're probably more this way than than you thought.
1: Yeah, because it, it makes sense. I think this survey was probably, uh, I think you're debating whether you'd do it via AI, or maybe there's a, I'll decouple some of the aspects here. So on one hand, I think the survey is probably more likely being created by professionals in order over, you know, different various, different research in order to get to, some kind of important measures and personality traits but then uh, at some point those personality traits then go into some kind of machine learning or algorithm in order to try and match you up with uh, other people that are that are based in the system um okay so you filled out uh, you've filled out the survey um you, you you get your personality traits at the end then you fill in your demographic and uh, information i'm assuming
0: yeah then it comes to filling out your profile so some of these standard things they they each app slight there's slight variations on what information you can provide majority have them have these these ones so like your name usually, usually it's just your first name that it shows to other people you put your full name in for the company behind the app but for whoever when it's showing it to people it just shows your first name probably privacy things there location where you're located now depending on the app it'll narrow it down to a city or for eHarmony it actually it won't show it shows like the start of a postcode so like even you can't see where someone else is located like what suburb they're in it'll just show they're within a certain radius and then like the first couple of numbers of their postcode you can add images to most of them Uh, most of them allow you to add like a short description of yourself if you want then there's prompts that it'll give you so it'll ask you questions and then you can fill out those questions and say okay uh yeah to give a bit of a background about the type of person that you are or a bit more information and then it's got a whole bunch of other things usually like uh your occupation level of education whether you smoke drink or do drugs pets uh previous relationship status whether you have children want children religion politics various entertainment interests hobbies sports food travel personality traits like all this stuff to it's it helps for other people to get an understanding of who you are but it's also used if you want to filter out people so if you're like okay i don't want to see people who smoke you know i'm not interested in people who smoke then you can say okay i don't want to i don't want that so yeah the information is used to give other people an idea about who you are but also for
1: the system to filter out and do you
0: know database stuff
1: (laughs) that's very interesting so okay so the first test is really about what how they perceive who you are from personality traits i mean obviously you have some control of the input you put into that initial survey but you just you might not necessarily be able to foresee what that survey results will actually show so that part is like their system trying to analyze who you are and then your profile is what, how you perceive yourself and what uh, likes and dislikes you have. So, like you said, um, you can now, I, irrespective of someone's personality traits, you can remove any smokers or someone that might be a, a drinker or whatever, whatever, a religious belief or whatever, you can now filter that out. Um, and then those two c- combined results then really get fed into uh, some kind of algorithm or these days probably like a machine learning process. And then that will assign you, um, yeah, I guess, uh, potential partners and and, uh, potential people to, to link up with. So is there anything else outside when you first start up those two things?
0: No, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Again, that first part where the system's trying to understand who you are, they don't all do that. Some of them do. Some of them have like just a few smaller questions that they'll ask you to try and get an idea about who you are. But the majority of them are okay, just put information about yourself. And then eHarmony is very upfront that, okay, we're using this information to try and match you to people. But even the smaller apps, the swipey apps, they usually claim that, okay, in the background, there's a computer that's trying to match you up with people dependent on the answers you've given or like what information you've provided about yourself. So it's, and this, it'll come to like when we talk about what are some of the issues with it. This is one of the shortcomings that i see with some of these things is that it doesn't it's not upfront about how it's using your information in the background to you know match you to people or to even give you that little number like the other ones don't give you a number at least the other ones that i've used don't give you a number of how like likely your relationship is to work but eHarmony does and it puts it there but you really have very limited information about okay what does that number even represent how are they coming to that number
1: okay and I'm going to go back just one step. So that number is like something I want to talk about a little bit more. But when you did that survey at the beginning, and I know this is more, seems to be more heavily done by some sites and not others. When you did that survey at the beginning and it, and it gave you those personality traits, did, do you feel that any of those may have impacted the way in which you presented your profile or was it like oh okay that's great that's completely separate information to the way i want to present myself or or uh what i want to filter through personally it was separate
0: but i do see how people could possibly look at that and be like oh okay i'm going to highlight this about me or something
1: very interesting okay so now you've got your profile set up and um it's time for the system to do its work uh do its job and I guess I'm leaning off of uh, your process with eHarmony, and you can branch off into differences with other apps that you've had or, or websites. So, what happens next? Like, did did you get a list of people immediately with uh, with this number, and we can talk about the number? But I think I just want to go through the list of people. Did you get this list immediately, or did it sort of just spam out? like uh your profile out to other people and it was in their ability to respond. How how does the matching process work, I guess?
0: Yeah. For so they are they are different. So we'll talk about eHarmony first, but when I get to the other ones, I just want to let you know up front that they are a different process. So you might want to come back to that again later on or we might want to come back to it. With the eHarmony, it's once you've set up your profile, it shows you you can go to a section where it just shows you a whole bunch of people. And gives you a name. It's just a list of people with like numbers in the corner to represent, you know, how likely it is that you will match or be a good uh, companion with them. And yeah, there's you limit it by distance usually, but there are those other filters based on, you know, like I said, like smoking, religion, whatever it is that you're concerned about. But yeah, with this one specifically, and that's that's one of the reasons I prefer this type of one over the other one, So. I, I don't use those other ones anymore. Like I just find I've got a bit of a problem with them. Whereas this one, it's a little bit more upfront. You can just see it's just a list of people they don't worry about, you know, we'll present you with it. It's like, no, here they all are. You can look at it and, you know, message them or whatever if you want. So yeah, once you're done with the profile, you can look at anyone that's in their database that fits your filter criteria. And then you can look at their profile, you know, go through it. And then if you want to, you can send them a message. So it's it's very very open, very uh allows you to do a lot.
1: That must have been when you first did that process. Like to me, that seems like it all happens at once. Um, when you first did that process, where you did you stop? Did you tick anyone? Uh, did you choose anyone on the list, or did you like, all right, I just got through the process of putting my profile online. I need to think this through a little bit more. Like to me, that's quite overwhelming. Um, like if I go back to uh a traditional way that you would uh, meet partners maybe before being online that's like going straight up to a stranger and going hey hey I'm here um this is who I am uh, what do you think kind of thing uh, so yeah how, how did that first process feel like did you did, was there a pause between that or you went straight in
0: It was definitely overwhelming I mean this depends on what your personality is like like you said for me I'm, I'm more cautious about approaching people as well I don't just you know, jump in hey how you going like no matter who you are so yeah i i did that set up the whole thing and then i'm like given presented with a list of people and it's like i'm like okay let's just take a step back (laughs) let's you know make sure the profile's right maybe go through look at a few of them but not interact too much at the start you know just get my bearings first before going in too deep
1: okay so yep so you took a step back maybe for a couple of days or, or whatever it was when you did come back how did you select the ones? Like what was the factors you chose in order to select? Um, so you've got, um, uh, maybe I'm picturing, uh, I guess I'm picturing this one app. but you've got a picture, you've got a score, and then when you click on that, you get a little bit more information and I'm assuming you, you choose it or, yeah, so maybe walk through the process of how you did and what factors you used to select people on.
0: Yeah, so like I said, it gives you, a list of people so I think like thumbnails with just a picture and a name and i think location and occupation it shows you as well all presented up front and then you can go in deeper and learn a little bit more about them i will mention first off with this app in particular e you have to be a paid member in order to see other people's pictures which is something like it. so there's an asymmetry between people using it for free and people who pay for it. So I paid for it. So I have like the full range of things, but you're limited when you're free that you can't see other people's images. And I'm not, there's some messaging limitations as well there, but yeah, once you start to think about it from that perspective, imagine like you're looking at someone and you're like, Oh, okay, they seem cool. I'm going to message them, but they can't see all the information. They necessarily, not necessarily they can see all the information that you've got as well on your profile. So if they see that you've messaged them, And they want to check you out. If they're using the free version, they can't get necessarily everything that you've got, which is a little bit, you know, I'm like, well, what can they see then? What do they know about me? What are they limited to? Which is,
1: yeah, that's why I don't don't like that kind of hidden what's going on here. So it's a very much like, it's almost, from my perception, it's like a contrived or controlled interaction between two people. And I understand why people would go down this process, but it seems like you've got a mediator. So, like, if I go back to uh, traditional ways, like, that I, you know, um, met my partner or met other girls, it was very uh, somewhat random in nature. It was very much like a just – there was no mediator. It just happened out of consequence or, or um, a sort of second set of circumstances that led up to that or whatever. This one, it seems very controlled in that you have a mediator that helps two people come together. And yeah, like you said, some person might not get the full information of you and you might not get the full information of the other person. And I guess it creates a bit of anxiety in between um, this process. It uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also it it is contrived and you don't know necessarily, okay, what, angle is the other person coming at it from are they seeing this as okay if i talk to this person is it a certainty that we're gonna to get to that? am i just trying to meet people like when you go out on the street it's unlikely that when you go and talk to someone they're expecting that okay this person's thinking about we're gonna have a definitely gonna have a long-term relationship or not but you don't know with this you don't know what angle they're coming from and that's where for me like i said when i take a step back that's where the profile and how they answer their questions becomes important to me because it's like okay i'm trying to get a feel for this person through their answers through the stuff that they've posted through the types of pictures so i'm basically trying to figure this person out all from a profile instead of actually just talking to them and getting an idea about them from their interactions like for me and this is a problem that i have that i have with them i like i uh what is it do don't tell so actions speak louder than words type thing whereas for me it's like I want to see I want to see how you interact like you can tell me whatever you want but that's not necessarily what I'm going to take from it I'm going to see your your actions towards it like if you're telling me that you like soccer for example but I can see that you like in your face you're like very sour very depressed I'm like well he's lying to me whereas if I can see you're really enthusiastic about it then it just amplifies what you're saying so this you're trying to do all of that off of you know just written pieces of information, just text and images. And that, yeah, that can be quite difficult.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine so. Like there's so many factors in this that I think from my perspective makes trying to find, I guess, what I would consider true love very difficult because you don't know what you like. Like, um, so like the idea of filtering out people on location or that they smoke or that they maybe drink or or I don't know what the other factors are – but then if I met someone somewhere and I didn't realise that that was a part of them, but then I got to connect with them over a period of time and then I realised that, oh, okay, this person now smokes, my perception of that person is likely different to if I realised up front um, just because of my own biases, I guess even. Um, so like having that, it's almost like digitally mediated, um, taking away that human uh, uh, also connection or dance or in human interaction then i don't think we understand i definitely don't think you can digitally represent it but i don't think that we even completely understand why we are attracted to certain people and what that actually means and uh yeah i can imagine it was very difficult um so i'm gonna i guess e was the first one that you sort of tried to do so maybe you can talk through um as you got familiar with the I don't want to go to the swiping apps just yet but as you started to get familiar with this profiling one maybe you did two three or four different of those profiling sort of approaches did your what did you see change from different sites I'll start there what did you see that change from different sites
0: like different sites similar to eHarmony is that what you're asking?
1: yeah so we're sticking in that profiling range where it's not just an image that you're I'm guessing an image is a condensed version of this, but um, so I guess we're sort of leading to Tinder towards the end, but the profiling one, was there uh, other sites that actually included more information? Was it less like how did they differ, I guess, by trying to stick to this kind of LinkedIn or Facebook, Facebook approach, profiling approach?
0: Yeah, most of them are similar. I think out of all the ones that I experimented with, so I initially when doing it i did like any good uh, engineer does his research and looked at the different ones that were available and what they offered it seems like e-harmony had the most it sounds like i'm promoting them i'm saying their names so no, no. much i'm sorry <laughs> they're all right but like i don't know about it, if i was be promoting them maybe if they're sponsoring us you know <laughs> um it seemed like they allowed you to uh, i don't know express or Give the most amount of information about yourself and to see the most amount of information about other people but all that's opt-in as well so like bare bones you can just have an image of yourself on the website with a few other main things like you have to do occupation education um, smoke drink drugs pets relationship whether you have children or want children religion and politics i think actually they're not enforced not all of those are enforced even occupation is and then i don't know about the rest you may be able to get away with not putting that information up so you could have like bare bones information about someone which is i mean we'll get to those swipe ones but that's pretty much most of them are like that where it's just an image and then a couple of little things about them and you're trying to get an idea of who they are from very minimal information i want to go back to what you said though before i before we continue that um yeah the the I try to, when I do it, reduce the amount of filters I have as much as possible because like you said, I don't know. Like, Maybe I think that that's going to be something that uh, is a turn off for me, but I don't know this person. I don't know what has led them to that. Maybe actually I will appreciate them more even though they do something that I maybe don't agree with. So yeah, that is definitely something that is uh, an issue when you're doing these things and you're filtering people out by certain uh, traits that they have or certain hobbies that they do.
1: Yeah, occupation's an interesting one that it uh, in this case it was in, in force like that. You don't, like the way I would see it is if you randomly met someone, you, the first thing you wouldn't say to them, what's your occupation? And if you did, you'd be considered like some kind of gold digger or what, you know, some kind of, uh, yeah, a, a narrative being driven, I guess. And I do think part of the attraction is someone does something different to the way that you do it and um, um that is an important balance i think that that is something that uh, if you can get right in a relationship really works is that they often say oh, opposites attract and so you know the concept of having opposites attract and getting a fine balance of that is that you have your ways in which you do something but then you can appreciate how someone else does something and what they can do by doing it that way as well and you like uh it might not be something you achieve or even it might not be something you're completely aligned with, but there's an appreciation for the opposite uh, ways in which things can be done and, and all the rest of it. And it keeps you in, I guess, a good harmony. Other people might not uh, necessarily try to true, you know, might not be comfortable with uh, that. Some people might be more comfortable with someone that's well aligned with their beliefs and all the rest of it. But I do find um I wouldn't have known that up front, but I do find that that's what I would definitely prefer. And I think if I had to go through a digital media like this, I don't know where I would start, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people
0: like I know uh, friends that do it who are more really concerned about, okay, what type of religion are they? What um, background do they have? Where Where are they from in the world? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar to you. Whereas when, when I'm trying, when I'm looking through these and I'm reading someone's profile, it's like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what are your principles and values? Like, what are your character traits? That's what I really care about. The rest is just, I don't know. I have no idea what I want beyond that. Like I, 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 I want to be surprised. Like, I know, I don't want someone who's exactly like me. I know me. I'm fine, I've got that covered. It's like, yeah, just as long as we've got the important things in common, which is like your principles and values or and certain character traits beyond that, it's fine. So it's really trying to weed out from the information that is provided uh, what they what they are.
1: Yeah, so when I go some uh, back to something you said before is that um, you 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 sort of kind of like the way, Again, I hate saying eHarmony again because it feels like we're promoting and I guess we get to others later, but that you liked the way that – I felt that you liked the way because you felt in more control about the information that was being shared or or presented or the way in which you could um, choose that. So in the beginning, did you feel that you were trying to control the situation and then over time you realised, oh, I can be a little bit more relaxed with this, I can open it up and not necessarily – choose a whole lot of variables that will narrow down my search i would be more broader in my thoughts
0: so how i present myself versus what i'm looking for how i present myself has changed over time because it's so it's impossible for any individual to present all that they are in like from the prompt boxes that they give you from the, you know, space that they give you. So I'm like, okay, what are the fundamental things about myself that I want other people to see? What I'm looking for in someone else that has remained pretty static. Like I was never too specific about, okay, they have to have this, this, and this. It was always like, okay, what are their character traits? So the reason I chose a harmony as the, as like the first one that I got into and like the one that I stick to today is that, it is more likely that someone who signs up for that because most of the time you want to be paying to use the full service, otherwise the free version, like you're so limited in what you can do. Someone who will take that time is more likely to fill out those prompts and give other people a better idea about who they are. So I've got more information to work off of when I'm looking for someone else. So that for me is the main reason I choose that one above the others is because I can look at them and say, okay, I've got more information. But that comes down to what you're looking for in whether you're looking to date whether you're looking for a relationship like what are you looking for and for me it was like i'm looking more for a relationship so i want to have a bit more information about the person before i you know try and talk to them or make a connection with them
1: yeah okay so yeah that's that's very interesting and then i guess um as we as you go into maybe i bring up the um the way in which these apps change through a technology lens and then we can come back maybe from a from a possibly even a business perspective but from a technology lens right it seems like eHarmony harmony uh, gives you the greatest level of exposure to what the parameters are and what's happening under, underneath and then i guess as you go forward let, i'm I, i'm going to jump and then i can i think we can go through the spectrum i'm guessing and you're going to be able to correct me on this something like Tinder really gives you minimal information. The idea is to get through the decisions as quickly as possible and uh, to get to the answer as quickly as possible, but you don't really have that fine control or understanding of how the system even come to that suggestion. Would, would that be correct or would it be something a little bit different?
0: Yeah, maybe we should explore one of them and then that will give you a bit of an idea and we can, we can go from there. So just to mention I haven't actually used tinder that's like one of the few of those swipe type ones that I haven't used it's the main one but I was like everything that I've heard about it that is like the most shallow you can get in terms of a daily app it's it's literally just a picture and a if they want if they choose to a very short bit of information about them so I was like okay I want a little bit more information than that so the main other ones I've, I've used two of those swipe type ones and they're bumble and hinge and so I'll the main differences between them bumble is uh oriented towards giving the female more control over the experience so it's like the the way it works is asymmetrical depending on if you're a male or female i think you can do um same-sex relationships and that i'm not sure how it works there but i know like the um what, what is it hetero how that would work hinge uh the difference there is so bumble is more you choose what information you want to present to the other person so it doesn't enforce too much on you there hinge it actually enforces you to put up a certain number of pictures and answer a certain number of prompts so you have a minimum bit of information that you're going to get from someone else so that's why that one i was like okay this seems like reasonable because then apart from like like i said eHarmony where they're giving you hopefully a lot more information this one at least enforces that they give you A little bit more depth of information whereas bumble it's just like you need to put up a picture i think that's minimum requirement there's a few things like where you're located blah blah blah, your name but then after that like character traits answering any prompts that's all up to you how much you want to share there
1: so the underlying technology probably doesn't change that much it's more around what parameters are used and what is exposed to you and what's enforced i guess in in the differences so when you went to these ones that that and how you match with people so I guess maybe maybe I'll talk a little bit about how that works if you want. So when you say match with people, is that the algorithm that matches you or do you have some control over that?
0: No, so oh, that's not what I refer, was referring to. So I think you've got a pretty good understanding about how eHarmony or these profile ones work. It gives you a list of people. You can click into them. You can see information about them. That's not at all how these swipey ones work. What happens is they present you with a person, like their, their profile. And from that point, you either go, yes, I would like to interact with this person or no, I wouldn't like to interact with this person. In order for you to even talk to someone, both of you have to have said, yes, I want to interact with this person. So it'll give me a, a whole bunch of people. You go left or right, you know, depending on which one's like, dislike. And then, so, okay, say you say, okay, I want to interact with this person. They look interesting. I want to, I want to talk to them. And Until they have been presented with your profile and they have said the same thing, you don't interact with them. You don't know anything else beyond that. Like once you've swiped left or right, every, all that information is gone. It's totally out of your hands. You know, if they don't, you know, you may never see that again.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, and maybe this is something I overlooked with the first one. So with the profiling one, you get to see each other's information. And then how does the acceptance process works in that? Uh, so you send a request and they have to accept and, um, yeah and that's how you but but you that acceptance process is after you get the information
0: yeah you're still presented with the information in the swipe ones the profiling one you can go back to it's like have you ever used facebook or a social media thing or have you seen it yeah it's like if you were to type in someone's name but you don't type in their name they're just presented in a list here and then you select them then you see their profile you can choose to send them a message or not they can do the same with you there's like no limitations there the way, like if you were to just keep on spamming them, they can block you so they don't get the information. But it's it's open. So anytime you want to communicate with someone, it's like, okay, I'll send them a message. So there is no um, limitation where uh, whereby they have to accept you or anything. You can send them a message and then they can choose to respond to you or they can choose to just leave you or they can choose to block you. It's up to them.
1: So that's like completely open. Okay, so I think I now know the difference. I'm going to relay it back a little bit. So in one, in one situation, the profiling one, it's like I can send an email at any point in time. I can block emails, obviously. I can block spam, but basically I can send that and you can determine when to respond or not to respond. With the, uh, with the swiping one, it's like a uh, it's like a accepting a friend request, I guess. It's kind of like when you first swipe to them, you can't really send them anything. It's just saying, oh, uh, this person's requesting to be able to communicate with you. Do you accept or decline? And then if they decline, then it goes nowhere. But if they accept, you now have a form of communication that you can do between each other. You're correct about how it works, but it doesn't,
0: depending on what which app it is, it won't necessarily tell the other person that you have said, I want to communicate with you. It may not even show you to the other person. And this is where like the monetary side of things comes in where it's like you can swipe. It's usually right to accept, right? So you swipe right to to go, okay, I want to communicate with this person. That gets logged in the database in the background, but you may never actually get presented to the other person. Once the other person sees you, it doesn't say that you want to talk to them or anything. They have to just by themselves looking at it, go, hey, I want to connect with this person as well.
1: Oh, wow, that's interesting. So, okay, so I'm trying to imagine it from a technology point of view, but I'm also seeing the human interaction. So basically with these swiping ones, you, the system creates a list and I'm guessing there's some kind of scoring that's involved in that list. So like in eHarmony, you got presented a, a likelihood score. I'm guessing this list of people that get proposed to you by sw- when you swipe, uh, there is some kind of scoring system happening in the background. And part of that scoring system is impacted by other people wanting to connect with you. But you might never get to that, you might be down here on that list and you might never get there or it might not even put you in that list if the system determines, yes, you, you wanted to connect with that person, but we don't see that you fit, so we're not going to put you in the list or we're going to put you right down the bottom.
0: Correct. It's, it's filtering out the people that it presents to you. Now, that filters can come from your own, okay, I don't want to see people that are whatever. So, like, even if I swipe right on someone but they don't want to see people who are, I don't know, male, I don't know any other trait about myself that, I, that everyone else would be familiar with. If they don't want to see males, it's never going to show you to them because they've filtered you out themselves. But there could be other filtration devices going on in the background, like in the database that we – don't have access to like it looks at you and says oh this person hasn't paid i'm not going to show you to the other person at all and you just you don't know that information
1: okay so from a technical point of view it's it's like end logic so it's like two people need to swipe yes in order for the system to connect to you and until that occurs you can you won't connect with them regardless if you're swiped and the the all logic i mean the and logic i'm sort of saying and because one and the other need to accept that and logic is controlled just through a list that gets presented to you through a list and if you yourself yeah want to connect yeah but you don't get to the and logic until in the list both of you get presented with each other correct wow <laughs> that's blown my mind
0: so you start yeah i mean you you understand it from a technical level so you can start to see how the system can be manipulated and especially if you don't have if it's not transparent what's going on in the background you don't know if anyone actually ever sees your profile if, if you've if you swipe yeah i want to connect with someone you don't know if they've ever seen it you don't even worse you don't know if that person has quit using that app like if if they've just deleted their account you don't know that could just be you know an empty um entry in the database that they're
1: presenting you with it could be a ghost it could be another computer you know you don't know what it is so it's purely a numbers it's like almost like a numbers it's like a numbers game um okay so i'm gonna ask you what made you change try to change. So at some point in time you're exploring different uh dating apps right so what made you uh, decide to try and explore these ones what was the first uh kind of attraction to try and do something different or or whatever um exposure exposure so for yourself it was a numbers game as well i guess yeah because
0: like i said i like the eHarmony platform but the problem is most of the features you have to pay for and a lot of people aren't going to pay for it and it's also like it takes a lot more effort to set up in this so you might not there might not be as many people that you are presented to whereas if you go on these other apps, most of the process to set up is easy and most people will do it and it's it's a bit of a game so it's a bit of fun. So there's a lot more people there that you might get exposed to. So it's like it is it is a numbers game. It's just odds at that point.
1: Oh, that's, that's, Okay, so that's interesting. So basically it means that the system, so for people that might not ever get selected, they might get uh, presented more in a system which is a swipe system than one which is a profiling system because – everyone might not select on that profile given the information. Whereas with the swiping system, they're random. Well, there's some logic to it, but they're being put in lists. So the system itself could present that person more. I mean, that doesn't mean that you would swipe with them. Yeah.
0: Okay. But also you got to remember, it's not as if every single human being is on these platforms. Like there's, it's a limited pool as it is. And then it's a lot of the time based on where you're located in the world. Like we live in the shadow of a big city. If I was in Melbourne, you get a lot more people popping up because a lot more, there's a lot higher population. There's a lot more people using these type of things. But because we're like an hour away from that, I get a lot less people showing up. And, and that's another thing that I think factors into it. You gotta also find someone who is willing to talk to someone that may be far away from them, like, which may be a difficult thing. Like, like you're saying, if you're doing it in person, the distance between you is like a meter. <laughs> if you're doing it online, distance could be anywhere on the world. So it's, yeah, it's a bit difficult to, to find people who will even just be like, oh, okay, I'll talk to this person. I don't know where it's going to lead, but it doesn't matter that they're um, like 50 kilometers away from me. I'll still talk to them.
1: Very interesting. Okay, so I think I understand it from a technical point of view and kind of understand the, the differences in the way it gets done. Um, is there one way which you lead to or you sort of see it as like a hybrid approach that you do? um like you sort of use some of the swiping and some of the profiling and you sort of back and forth or did you go one way and then come and fall on an uh, on another certain way a strategy that you do it i don't use
0: the swiping ones anymore i just the way they work and like i don't know it's, it's weird you gotta you gotta try them out to understand i guess there's a certain psychological thing that goes on where it's like i don't know i think it's unhealthy to see so many different people (laughs) like to 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 and to put people into to dehumanize people really i guess that's what's what's happening You're, you're turning them into this object that you're being presented with that within well it depends who you are i generally take the time to read through people's profiles before i make a decision but yeah to just be presented with a entire human being and then to go yep nah yep nah like that it's I don't know. There's something psychological that just never sat well with me. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm happy to get rid of those ones.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I could see different people would be attracted to different things. So from the, so the way I visualise it, because I'm going back to like traditional ways in which you would meet people, I can imagine one way is like uh, you've you've known a friend for a friend for a bit of while, and then you you get comfortable with them and then you see, oh, yeah, our personalities align and you might grow from that. But then there's other ways which people meet and it's like going to a nightclub and just going seeing a whole lot of random strangers and then all of a sudden they, they attract from that point of view. I guess the swiping one sort of aligns to me is like a n- nightclub situation, but I don't think it works anywhere as beneficial because you're taking away the ability to have that human interaction and you're digitising that information. And so um, it's like a... I feel like it's like a false economy in some sense. Um, Even in a nightclub, you've already got something in common. You're at the same
0: place at the same time. There's certain factors in your life that led up to that happening. So it's like, okay, we've already got a common starting point. Whereas this, you could be anywhere. The only thing you have in common is that you're either looking to date or you're looking for a relationship or you're looking to just to get to know other people. So, you know, there's very few things that you've got that you know are the
1: same about the two of you. So. So, okay, so from the experience, would this be a a kind of generalised statement that um, if you're looking, trying to look for a a proper relationship or a long-term relationship, I guess, you would be more inclined to go down the profiling one. But if you're someone that's more inclined to have a one-night relationship or a short relationship, you're sort of going to the swiping one or would that be a good generalisation?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like I said, I think that's the main reason why it doesn't work for me, these swipe ones, because I'm not interested in that um, shallow, like one night physical relationship. Whereas, yeah, like more power to you if that's what you're in for. It's just the understanding that that's kind of what you're going to get with these apps. It's unlikely. It could happen that you form a meaningful long-term relationship with someone, but it's unlikely from the way that it is set up to facilitate that.
1: So from a business sense, it's ca- it's covered the whole landscape, I guess, in different people's uh, emotional, or oh, emotional needs, maybe, or relationship needs, I guess. So the business landscape has gone wide in that it caters for people that want long term, re- uh, long term relationships, all the way down to people that just want short term, maybe considered superficial or one night stand relationships. How do you think that that Do you think that unfolded over time? Like what are the business drivers, I guess? Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's,
0: I don't know, it's easier to to monetize the um, more superficial type of thing. And I think that's kind of how it evolved. I imagine, I mean, when you think about it, Tinder was more like where it started. So it was always really superficial. Was it the one that first started? Oh yeah, they did have like those profiling ones which were more for relationships but when they became apps, like I would think the profiling ones started more in the internet age on computers rather than mobile phones and when mobile phones came out, that's when dating apps came out and it was more the swiping game.
1: It's kind of evolved similar to, I don't know, this is an interesting thing. I wonder if it's evolved similar to how our social media platforms evolved. In that uh, it's got more condensed, more numbered game. Like, say, so if you think about like, um, what did it start with? That I remember, the first sort of social media platform started with MySpace, and that was all about having a page about yourself or maybe a group, a, a band, or something like that. So it's basically about presenting the world who you were, and then certain people could possibly interact with you. Then I guess it moved to 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 Facebook, which probably follows a very similar theme. But then we started to I don't know if my memory's right, but I think Facebook was after MySpace and then it was started to go to Twitter, and now we've got Instagram, and so we're, and now we've got TikTok. and it seems like the interactions, as it's evolving, is speeding up and becoming shorter interactions with less information and trying to grab the attention and the excitement or the emotional response to that as quick as possible in order to fill something a need of yours, I guess. Yeah, definitely. The question is, you know, what is the incentive? What is the driving force that is
0: making that happen? Is it the user base is wanting that or is it the people who are developing this are pushing that on people for whatever their incentive is, whatever their motivation is? And I guess that's a good way to lead into the how the business model works for these things. So for the a lot of the swipe ones you can use for free. But they are severely uh, limited when you use the free one, not in terms of what you're doing, but in how you are interacting with other people. Like I said, you don't know if you're ever going to get presented to someone else. But if you pay, then they preference you over the free people. So you you already got a higher level of being uh, you know exposed to them. Other things they do is they limit the amount of filtration you can do. So if you're looking for something specific in a person like if say you are looking for a relationship and there may be two or three different things that you really want to make sure the other person has before you get into that relationship it may limit you and say no you can't filter anything we're just going to present you with everyone you have to do manually filter out so they get you there by um you could just you could just go through each one and say okay they don't have this they don't have that they get you there by again making it more energy efficient for you to pay the money and just they'll filter out everyone else and they'll just present you with the ones that you want so they do things like that they like I said they they have um I think on tinder they call them super likes where it's if you pay like two bucks or something I can't remember what the price is they will definitely show you to the other person if you swipe on them and then other things like okay if you say no, I don't want to meet someone, but then you change your mind. You can't go back and see them again and go, oh, hang on, I actually do want to. So say, for example, say it's not even that that you change your mind. Say you just accidentally go the wrong way. It's like, oh, okay, they're
1: gone. Goodbye forever. It makes sense. So if I think about it from a business model point of view, so what they're doing is they're selling you convenience, right? Which is not uncommon. That's common in everything. But I guess what's different about technology is that it's, you, you're trying to sell convenience at nearly as much interactions that happen as quickly as possible so if i think about sales what i want is to get a high number high volume of sales each sale has a has a cost associated to that and then it's purely just a numbers game like the more things that i can sell you at a higher speed the less more likely my profit will be particularly if it's a low cost that's what i think has happened in the digital age and i think online so people see I think Netflix and all this have, have definitely leaned on that value. It used to be, I used to remember going to, you know, Video Easy or Blockbuster or something like that where it was a video store and you'd lease out the video. And an overnight video would cost you 5 or $6, right? And that happened for a big period of time. And in Australia, which was different to America, they introduced uh, cable TV, I think around the early to mid-90s. And then you could actually get more, but it was like $100 a month. I think what's happened now is companies like Netflix where Foxtel might have or your your Blockbuster, maybe Blockbuster is not a good example because it's like McDonald's, it's around the world, but they sort of had low number of interactions. So the cost of each interaction they needed to make a bigger markup on. But as you globally grow your your – this is like a user base in the technology. As you grow that – you can convince people to put in less money and get higher number of value, volume of sales and make the same value off of that. So it's much easier to sell something to you for a dollar than ten dollars. And if I want to make the same amount of profit, I've just got to get more people to give me a dollar than, or more interactions where you just say it's a dollar than me to convince less number or less number of interactions at ten dollars. Do you think that work like? Can, based on those comments with e is it like an upfront cost and has it become more modular as you go down to the to these newer technologies where it's about number interact number of interactions
0: yeah it is the uh, i didn't say how eHarmony works but yeah you pay for a certain period of time whereas these other things are more one-off type things where like i said okay we will promote you more for an hour. If you give us a dollar, we will show you to someone if you give us $2, whatever it is. And yeah, that's definitely the way it works. From a, from a from the company's perspective, from a business perspective, I don't know if that works though because they keep increasing the prices and keep like trying to modularize and add more. It's like, is that really working for you then if you're having to keep on changing it? But I guess it is from the human user perspective, like I think that's very detrimental that they, that, you know, what, what is that doing to the human forcing them to, or, or highlighting them because they'll pay money. Like, what does that say about us? (laughs) I don't know. And the other thing is your incentive then to get people together, which will result in them no longer using the service. Is not there your incentive then is to keep them there as much as possible so that they'll possibly give you money into the future so yeah what's going on there are there what is the objective of the business or the company behind the application then is it to get people together or is it to keep them apart
1: and make money yeah it's a really interesting point and I think it's something that uh we'll probably touch up in in future podcast um uh, to me, it signals, yes, I would say that it does work. Like, you're, you know, your idea that it um, uh, doesn't really work because they modulize it more, there's more charges and they just increase it up. Uh, m- my guess is, yes, that's a signal that people are, they're looking for the boundary. So they're saying, we're going to continually keep growing our profit until we get rejected on this, All right? And so by slowly doing that, it's what's the old frog analogy? You slowly boil a frog in, in water it's the same kind of concept, dollar. Oh, it's only a dollar twenty. It's only a dollar fifty. Oh, it's just this one. It's just this one. And so slowly they're growing their profit. So that's that concept in my mind of like production for profit. They keep producing if if you, and and acquiring that profit. And then, like you said, is that you know that then comes into this moral question of what you're saying just a second ago. Is that now? should you trust that service? Because if they show signs of where they keep pushing and pushing and pushing in order to continually grow their profits, you now have the question of do they really want people to have a long-term relationship or is it much better for them to have a short-term relationship and then to come back the next night? So in my mind, from a business sense, uh, a, a app that actually promotes one-night stands is the most value from a profit sense because you're going to come back the next day and the next day and the next day and each month you're going to purchase a little bit more. And if I can make you feel even less confident about yourself, I can actually then get you to try and promote. Oh, pay it $2 to be, what was it, a super super user or whatever it was. Super like. A super like. Uh, pay dollars and, you know, $2 to be a super like. The reason I'll be paying that $2 is I'm not confident in myself or i'm not confident in the system whatever it is so yeah i can definitely see that um the drivers for business in in um, in the in the trying to matchmake people for relationships or or love is there's a there's a road at which these might come in or looks like they are coming in conflict
0: yeah i like the way that you put that that you see it as they do work. And I do agree with you after you explained it, that if they are making adjustments to it, if they are increasing the price, it suggests that it is working because people are willing to pay it. And the effect that has, like like you said, that's just, okay, how do we get them to continue to pay it then? Okay, well, we need to make them more insecure. We need to, you know, we need to shape them and mold them. It's, it's the apps are now, changing the customers instead of the customers changing the apps which is very scary because what is their incentive like we said maybe their incentive isn't necessarily to make you a worse person or to make you feel bad or anything but it ends up going in that way because that's how they get the money out of you
1: yeah it is a it's a a really tricky situation Uh, and i think it I think it just leans on to, and I don't know how, um, I think we're just evolving, but it leans on to some of the flaws that we have in systems in general uh, that we adhere by today. So like um, the, I guess the only way that these dating apps are going to be around is the fact that people, uh, there is a need and they need to be able to have some kind of income in order to sustain the services that they provide I guess the trick comes in how much growth or how much profit that these services want to acquire and unfortunately we have systems which uh, I guess promote continual growth and that becomes a problem in this situation because I don't think anyone sets out to create a date. I would assume that in its raw sense, I think people were obviously wanting to do a dating app to help people um connect and and have relationships and i i would assume there's a lot of people that work in those businesses that are striving to do that i guess what ends up happening is the systems around that the people the systems in which the people work within leads to these collective decisions that have detriment to people so like that idea of uh, the system that uh, we want this continual growth forces people to come up with ideas that they can then um, have paid services for but the ideas behind that is to you know the intention for maybe a lot of those ideas might be to oh this you know in that moment it's a brainstorming intention oh if we just do this then there's a likelihood that people will do that but collectively you see no actually over the longer term it actually does, there's system's set up so that it promotes more interactions it gets people back having less confidence it gets people uh, coming back to the site all the time. Um, and it's not obvious to the individuals trying to yeah, make these apps necessarily. I think it's impossible to
0: create a dating app if or relationship app if you're bound by the fact of perpetual growth because how it works is you grow by keeping people apart which is in conflict of what you're supposed to be doing so the better you get at something the worse you the better you get at doing what you want to do in this system the worse you actually get at it so as you're growing as you as you're earning more money as your business is expanding in order to do that you have to keep people apart which is in direct conflict with what you're supposed to be doing so it's just it's impossible then in a system where you are aiming for perpetual growth to have something like this a dating app because by its nature, it would be, um, what, what's the word, deflationary. It would reduce over
1: time. It's an interesting point. And, and one, I'm going to, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I'm going to be a devil advocate and say, well, my dating app should continually grow because the population in the world continually grows. So that's the objective I'm going to have. And while that might be a uh, one in which I don't agree necessarily with, I could see someone else justify their objective because of that as well. So, uh, and I, I'm going to be a little bit careful here because I don't want to get into growth because this actually leads into a lot of different areas. I don't think it's just uh, dating apps in general, but I think what we have done today is being able to discuss uh, the, the challenges of having a business tied to a dating app and that business wanting to sustain some level of growth over time and what those, uh, uh, that objective can lead to um, when we're talking about relationships. I think you're right. I think what matters is the,
0: the rate of growth compared to both of those. How, how fast are you trying to grow your business versus how fast is the population growing? And if you've got them in balance, you may be able to maintain it. But it seems that the rate of monetary growth is far outpacing the rate of you know population growth.
1: That's a very good way to put it, yes. And I think technology in general has, has uh, come, come to that issue in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think, uh, is there anything that you could uh, maybe add on top of this? Um, so we've sort of talked about uh, the different dating apps There's the, and maybe a little, even possibly even a bit of the history, how it sort of started off as, as profiling and then it went into a very more quick numbers game um we looked at sort of the technology that underlies you have some level of input in particularly in the earlier systems it seemed like you had a lot of input and a lot of exposure to the information um, about how the the dating app made decisions or or prompted you with uh opportunities as opposed to newer apps which are really signed to just get a quick few numbers in and we'll, we'll we'll figure it out for you for convenience um And then just looking at the business drivers that may have led from, you know, having those profile apps, trying to have the objective of long-term relationships and how that may have skewed it into uh, what we see in some of the newer apps, like a Tinder app, where it's, you know, it seems like there's this self-perpetual one-night stand objectives with it. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily the people that sign on to it that uh, wanting that necessarily. It's that that cycle between the system and themselves that have got them there, I guess.
0: Yeah. In going through, I think the only thing that I would really want to say is that it's okay. As long as it's obvious that that is what you want. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to say what is healthy, what is a good way to be. But if you are looking for that, that dating experience, that one night experience, then it's fine to have apps that cater towards that, but be, be, blatantly honest about that is what our app is doing because you're attracting these other people that you know are thinking that it's it's aimed to do something else when it's not and that is having a negative effect or possibly in my case it's having a negative effect but i can't speak for others but i assume also for other people it's having that negative effect. so again as long as you're being honest and transparent you can have that but that's 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 my main concern i guess is that it's not highlighted that that's actually what these things are driving towards
1: yeah that's actually a good point i think that's actually a really good point is that um yeah whatever your preference is as long as the app is being authentic presented authentically to you what its objectives are then at least you it's up to you it's your responsibility to um uh, make your choice whereas maybe um some of the newer apps where they unfortunately might provoke short-term uh, relationships there might be uh, selling a dream of that you can find your true love through this avenue and um, and yet their objectives uh, probably could be going against that and so if the app turned around so something like tinder i don't i don't know how it's promoted but i'm i'm thinking if tinder was promoted that it is like okay it's the one night stand app which i think is informally how it's being uh understood but maybe not formally presented that way um, then that would be okay because people could understand they wouldn't waste their time or uh, waste their energy in some kind of uh, app that didn't really work for them. Um, and maybe maybe it would have helped you in the long run like, uh, okay, uh, it, this is the one-nine stand, stand app, so it's not really what I'm after, so I'll stick to these. Whereas you sort of had, maybe had to go through and figure this out yourself um, because of false pretenses.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like you said, in informally it is known like these type of swipe things are known as the dating app the hookup apps and i even i I knew that at the time as well and but i'm like i'll I'll still give it a try because they weren't pushing it as that like these apps
1: aren't pushing it as that so
0: yeah i think you're 100 percent spot on there
1: so any other questions about it no fantastic i think i've learned a hell of a lot about dating apps and how it's changed over time and i will say one thing and maybe it's just because of my age but it does seem a shame that um And it would have been particularly difficult for COVID but uh, or lockdowns in general in different situations. But it seems a shame that uh, maybe we lose the ability to just go out and randomly stumble across someone. Um, Yeah, yeah. So if you are on dating apps and you're looking for a long-term relationship, I would also suggest just, you know, going to a concert or going down to, uh, you know, out to a pub or somewhere where there's social interaction or opportunities of social interaction with strangers.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there and I hope to
1: do more of that in
0: the future and get off of these things. <laughs> All right. Well, we've set ourselves a pretty difficult task for the next one. We're saying it's almost impossible to create one of these apps. Maybe I'll just note leading up to the next one where we actually go and develop one. We'll we'll, we'll say if you're happy with this that we're not trying to create a dating app. We're trying to create a relationship app. And I think we can, you know, work our way around that with that as our goal. Happy with that? Yep, happy with it. All right, cool. So my supplemental song suggestion for this week is Jermaine Stewart's We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. And my quote is, Perfect is the enemy of good. And that's by Voltaire. Thanks for joining us for this discussion. We look forward to hearing your feedback and thoughts about the topic we discussed. As always... Be well.